everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast. In this show, where we like to take on a streaming service and find the hidden gems on that service. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again. Uh, we are officially in the month of March, and this month is just going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts for the <laughs> both of us. Yeah, this next week is super intense. I well, by the time you listen to it, I will have experienced it all, so you'll you'll see. But uh, but. Yeah, it's a very, very, very busy week for me to, because uh, the following week, I'm going to South by Southwest to Austin. And so I have to have everything done for both podcasts before uh, before that. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, and, you know, Mandalorian started up this past week uh, that we've got John Wick Chapter four coming down the road. We got mm-hmm. another Scream movie. We got 65. <laughs> Not to mention Last of Us still continuing, coming yeah. to an end there. It's like... Yeah, in the world of Hallmark, there's a show called The Way Home, which is finishing up, which has been really good. It's a time travel family drama that's been very good. And then also we have this show called Ride, which we talked about in our preview, March, April preview, that's coming to Hallmark. So we've got that, plus all the you know movies. And it's just a busy time to be alive right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely a busy time. But... Uh... I um I saw Creed. We're recording this on Sunday night, so Saturday night I saw Creed, and it was yeah. fantastic. I yeah. thought minus one plot convenience thing. I was like, really? Outside of that, the movie was mint. Like Michael B. Jordan still can do no wrong. Like acting now, directing like you just can't you can't catch him at a bad moment with him. It's just nothing yeah. but W's as far as the eye can see. <laughs> well, you can see my review. I reviewed it for this week on Good Things Utah, and you can see that on my channel. And I really enjoyed it. I think it was it was very well done. I liked the drama. I think there were a few moments where you could feel this was a first time filmmaker, particularly in the fights. Everything was so there were so many close ups and I wanted him to pull out a little bit more so we could see sort of the scope of the fight and what was really happening. Um, so there were some, I thought, moments like that where you could kind of see his uh, a little bit of a, a new voice, I guess, behind the camera. Uh, but other than that, I and that wasn't really like a big deal. It was just something i noticed but uh but overall i i really enjoyed it yeah i'm gonna have a whole video talking about this but the experience in the theater just it was not fun for me basically Uh, like i said i'm gonna have a whole video talking about it but oh it was not fun because there were like six or seven teenagers they were in my row and they would not shut up like Uh. and not even like they were snapchatting each other and it's blatantly obvious that they were doing it and like like i did something i never do i walked up and i got the manager i'm like do something because i'm not the type of person to like like blab and say like like, this is not right you know something like that it takes a lot to get me over that edge and i not only approached the edge but i went over it because oh my goodness i was just that sucks i'm sorry now, thankfully, I really loved the movie, and the it was like really only bad in like the first half. The did the second... manager help at all, or did they just go back to their ways? No, 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 he did. He uh, he actually went up there, gave him a warning, and went away. But then, like a couple minutes later, he was like, "All right, out," and and they and they left. Oh, he kicked him out. And for he like the second out. half of the movie, it was perfect. 
Oh. Well, good for from, that manager. He did, he did his job. From the beginning of the movie to at the point, I don't want to spoil it, but at the point where some letters are involved, you know the one I'm talking about, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. From that point, from the beginning to that point, it was just unbearable. But then when they got kicked out, from the first take stuff to the end, it was wonderful. So it was really... The duality of man, the 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 agony and the ecstasy. Well, that's good. I mean, at least uh, at least they did their job, and and uh, uh, yeah, that's that's tough. That's really tough. I'm actually I haven't usually had a big problem with teenagers. I get a lot of times it's it's older audience members that can be really loud, and I think it's they literally don't realize how loud they're talking. I remember I went to this like Susan Sarandon movie with Rose Burns. I can't remember what it was called and Susan Sarandon. And the the entire time this old woman was commenting on the movie, like pretty loudly being like, why is she going in that car? You know, and all this stuff. I'm like, ah. It was like, <laughs> if I wanted the commentary, I'd buy, <laughs> I'd buy the Blu-ray. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, people are, get, get upset of, of, people picking streaming over the theaters but sometimes there's a reason it's not always the best experience at the theater unfortunately thankfully though it for me at least it is few and far between the last time i've had a really wretched theater experience was in john wick chapter two and that was in 2017 Mm. so it's been a long time since i've been to like the point where like i've had it and just (laughs) throw my hands up and rush to be like yeah Yo, go yell at these people for me. You've got the power. Most of the time, it doesn't bother me too much. But there was one time this, I was watching The Secret Life of Pets. And uh, and this little girl was just like walking up and down the stairs. And her caretaker was just not caring about this, which I thought was bizarre. And then uh, she, she just like sits down next to me. Because I was like, I always sit on the aisle if I can. She sits next uh, to me and she was just like chatting up. <laughs> a really cute little girl <laughs> trying to watch the movie because I was actually, I actually really wanted to pay attention because, because uh, I was going on rotoscopers uh, for the podcast. And so I needed to, you know, know what was happening, but anyway, it was, it was funny. <laughs> just <a little> girl. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a shame because, you know, they're like people like us who go to theater and just like I turn my phone off I'm like I'm like and I'm like in the zone then there Mm -hmm. are others who just cannot be asked I'm just like it's it is frustrating as as you could possibly expect but I mean yeah not, not much you can do about it I mean it's one thing if you have your if you have your screen dimmed and you check you know check something real quick I don't care about that but like when people are having full-on conversations, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I remember one time I was seeing a movie, like I was off on a Friday and I was seeing a movie like Friday morning at like 10, 30, 11 a.m. I can't even remember what I saw that day, but I felt, but I forgot to turn my phone off and my mom was calling. I'm like, oh boy, and like, this might be important. And so I like, I run, I hear the vibration, not hear it, but I feel it. I run yeah. down the stairs and I walk outside and I take the call. And it turns <laughs> out she was just checking on me. And I'm like, oh, hi, hey. And then I hang up. I go back <laughs> and watch it. It's You're like, hi, yeah. It is that simple. 
Like it's that yeah. simple. If you yeah. have to take a call, just go outside and do it. We've all had it happen once where our phone goes off, you know, like we all should have like a modicum of patience with each other, but it's, it's when people push it, you know, that it's, it's too much, but, uh, but yeah, well, I'm glad that at least you got to watch most of the movie. Uh, I enjoyed it too. I, I, and they actually had two screenings here, which I'm really grateful because the first one uh, was on one of the big snowstorms. And I got about halfway there and I was just like, this is not happening. <laughs> so then I turned around and it probably took me another 45 minutes just to get home uh, going back. Cause it was so, uh, it was snowing so hard and, uh, and I, it wasn't just, I knew I could probably get there, but my fear was what is going to be like in two out and a half hours when I'm driving home, you know, am I going to be stuck? Yeah, I'm, and I've never dealt with snow personally, but from what I've seen in movies, you don't mess around with it. No, no. And so I was, uh, yeah, so I didn't, I, so I, I wasn't able to make it for that, uh, that show. And so I was really grateful that they had a second screening on the 28th. So I was able to go and see it. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty solid franchise, the Rocky franchise. And our, when we talk about our, um, our featured streamer today has all the Rocky movies that you can watch. I was I just about saw to that. say. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, maybe you should tell everybody, tell everybody what we're talking about today. So we're talking about the service named after the planet that is no longer a planet, uh, Pluto TV. <laughs> yes. And this got a bit of an ad campaign a little while ago with David Hasselhoff in it. That's how I heard it the first mm -hmm. time around. And quite honestly, it's like Tubi and Pluto they're here and no one talks about them. Well, Tubi's gotten a boost of relevance because of that Super Bowl ad where mm -hmm. where it's like, wait, did I sit on the remote? Like like <laughs> like I've seen some of the memes and they've been funny. But uh -huh. it's like free services where you could go premium if you really wanted to, but it's like scrolling through Pluto, I was like, How are they getting away with having some of these on here? It is yeah. crazy. I mean, we've talked about this many times before, but really, if you just had the free services, so you had Tubi, Pluto, Canopy, and Hoopla, just those, you would have a ton more. You'd have more entertainment at your disposal than you could you could watch. Yeah, if you're someone who's not really into like the stuff on the beaten path and maybe want to like look for something different. Those four, you really can't go wrong, and you don't have to spend a dollar on it. For yeah. Hoopla and Canopy, you just need a library card, and you're in. Yeah, and Pluto, it's kind of fun because they have two options. They have the live TV full of all kinds of content that you're streaming live, uh, sports, music, uh, kids program, classic television, movies, comedy, I mean, there is tons of live TV that you can watch. And then uh, and then they have the on-demand section. And, and it's all, all this, all free with ads. But yeah, you can watch all six of the Rocky movies on here. Uh, they have tons of movies to choose from. Things like Mean Girls, Gladiator. Um, we'll talk about more. There's shows like Andy Griffith's show, uh, Perry Mason, Stargate things like that twilight zone three's company uh so there really is a lot for free my favorite price yeah i was just gonna say your favorite <laughs> price but yeah it's it's so 
it's so weird because I was just going through a thing like, oh, like, because I've, I've been surprised by Tubi in the past, a couple episodes we did on that service, how easy I was to find stuff. But then you got stuff that's just garbage. Like, just look at the at the thumbnail and the profile pic and you're just like, not for a million trillion dollars. <laughs> but then you look at something like Pluto and there's some of that too. But you also have other things on there where you're just like, how is this even possible that they yeah. even have this on there? Yeah, they have a whole section of movies directed by women. They have uh, classics, uh, like something like A, a New Leaf um, with Elaine May. Uh, they've got Clueless. They have Bridget Jones's Diary. There's a, there's a lot a lot that you can watch on here not to mention the ones that we will be talking about so it was not hard to, to come up with five on pluto tv we'll definitely be doing it again i i i don't know why it took us so long to do it <laughs> yeah we need to do another tubi one as well yeah yeah that's always fun to do tubi all right well i guess we should dive in you want to start what's your first pick so my first choice is a movie from 2009, and this is kind of walking the tightrope in this one, but it, it's one, It's because it's a part of a very famous IP, but it's one that I have thought about quite a lot, and it mm -hmm. is the 2009 kind of sort of reboot of Star Trek, directed by J.J. Abrams. Now, J.J. Abrams gets a lot of flack, especially for for rise of skywalker which yeah he totally he sort of he earned some of it but not all of it but that's another story for another time i've defended him on a couple of occasions super eight which i think is severely underrated i love that movie and i think that he did a very admirable job with with this version of star trek a kind of a quasi sort of kind of reboot but i think mm -hmm. what he did in telling Telling that story, I thought, was very admirable. The opening, like, 15 minutes where we or where we meet uh, James T. Kirk's father, played by an incredibly young Chris Hemsworth, by the way. Like, just, like, this is, like, a year before I Thor. I think it was, like, yeah, I think it was one of his first mainstream roles. Yeah, two years before, yeah. two years before Thor with a completely unshaven face looking like a baby face. <laughs> baby face Chris Hemsworth. And just seeing how he gets the name and just the fact that James T. Kirk's father died in battle is just incredible to see. And then you got the sequence where little James T. steals the car, which he steals it to the tune of Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. And that was before it got it got old to use that song. But that was my first experience with it. And it was awesome. Then you see Spock and his whole thing with having a human mother and a Vulcan father. That is handled, I think, very well. We get Eric Bana as the villain. We get Bruce Greenwood as uh, Captain Pike, the predecessor to Captain Kirk. There's a great scene where after, where after Kirk is kicked off the Enterprise and Spock takes over, and, and like he just and Kirk just basically calls Spock out, saying like, "You're just afraid, and you're just." like basically just calls him out and then Spock just destroys him, like punches him, beats him up because Vulcans are stronger than humans physically. And so it's just, it's just a great scene. And then there's these little moments where, where uh, Leonard Nimoy rest in peace as ambassador Spock like is there and he's got a great scene. And then Zachary Quinto Spock has a moment with his dad where 
where it's the whole thing of because up until that point, the relationship between the mom and the dad was very much like a, we're trying to form the Vulcan human alliance here and it's very strategic. But then it's the scene where he just says, I married your mom because I loved her. That scene is just awesome. I cannot underscore it. So I think because of his work on Star Wars and other things, this movie has fallen way under the radar and and Star Trek Beyond was just kind of there. So maybe that has something to do with it. It, like star trek is kind of in a weird place right now but i don't that's a whole nother well yeah because you have also like picard and star trek discovery and yeah so it's kind of in a weird spot right now yeah but Um, i will always i will always defend this movie i think it is very well done yeah i agree when i did my top 10 of 2009 i included this in that top 10 because I do think it's a very entertaining film. I, I I can understand why hardcore Trekkies, which I guess they don't really like to be called that, but whatever, hardcore Star Trek fans, uh, that why they don't care for it because it is, it it doesn't really fit the tone and feel of Star Trek. It's it's just definitely more like pulpy and action packed and things. Whereas Star Trek is more of a uh, a full phil- a philosophical like kind of thoughtful show and in, in movies like the good ones um but then you have something like wrath of khan that also has uh has some of that action and some of that uh rivalries between khan and, and um uh and kirk and so i can understand why a lot of the you know the trek fans don't love it but I think it's very entertaining, very well done, very well cast. And uh, and so, yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's a lot better than the second one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I love Cumberbatch to death. But mm-hmm. it's blatantly obvious that J.J. Abrams is like copied off a of Wrath of Khan to be like copy, paste, copy, paste, yeah. copy, paste. Well, I mean, because J.J. Abrams loves his like mystery box, you know, idea of telling a story and there being kind of this he did that whole ted talk and if you ever saw that where he talks about the mystery box yes I and, did. Uh, yeah and so he loves that kind of thing and so i think that's what he was trying to do with the second one but yeah it's i don't think it's a terrible movie but like it's it's definitely a step down from this one for sure yeah for sure and on uh on a on another note i do remember i remember thinking it because thing about like my rank because i haven't seen all the star trek movies i will one day however my favorite one strangely is first contact the uh the first one involving the next generation crew patrick stewart and lavar burton and jonathan frakes like Mm -hmm. i i love that movie to death i mean that's definitely the best of the next generation ones oh yeah i mean you got the weird one with tom hardy and that just yeah not good so I haven't seen it, but I've heard nothing but good things. But just top to bottom, I would put First Contact up as the best Star Trek movie, period. It's fantastic. That. Yeah, I mean, they always say with the Star Trek movies, just watch the even ones. The the second, fourth, sixth. And, uh, and so I think that there's some truth to that, at least with the original series. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I mean, if people want to hear my thoughts on the Star Trek movies, you should check out. I did years ago. I did with my friend Tom. We reviewed all of the movies, so that was fun. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think it's a good one. Two thousand nine. 
Well, my first one is a rom-com that I'm surprised I haven't recommended before. Uh, at least according to my list, I hadn't. And uh, it's one that's been copied many times since then, at least by Hallmark. <laughs> um, and it's called Serendipity. And this stars John Cusack and Kate Beckinsdale. And basically they meet, uh, they, they meet at the beginning of the movie and they have this incredible day and they make this like, instead of giving each other, each other's numbers, they, they make this deal that they're going to put all the information in this book. And then whoever's ever finds the book is then like, it's faded or whatever, which is ridiculous, but nevertheless. Um, and then of course, once they are separated from each other, they're like, why did we do that? That was so stupid. <laughs> and so then they're trying to find each other. Um, it's cheesy, but I like both leads. And uh, it's got Jeremy Piven, John Corbett, Molly Shannon, Eugene Levy. So like a, a really good supporting cast, Bridget Monaghan. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if you want a, it has a little bit of Christmas in it. Uh, so if you want a, a an enjoyable fluffy rom-com then this is a good one I would say I was going to say when I when you were describing it first I was like it sounds like the the ending to before sunrise is like instead of just giving each other their phone numbers they're like we're gonna meet at this exact spot one year from now yeah. and they don't <laughs> well that's true in um in uh oh what's it called Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr and Affair to Remember. They do yeah. that in Affair to Remember also. And uh, you never do that. It always ends badly. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you're just in the mood for, or I'm definitely in the mood for a light, fluffy rom-com. So it was so cool last week. This is a different movie, but it just made me think of it. That, um, so there was this movie on the Up channel, Up TV, called Mixed Baggage. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so good. And so, and my friend Bree, co-host of the podcast, she loved it too. So we did this whole episode on it and it was just, it's just been so cool because now all of the, um, the actors have reached out, almost all of them. And we're like, thank you so much for your review. It made our day. And, and then like the writer had no contacts on social media, no agent or anything like that list on her IMDb. So, and we really wanted to talk to her. And so I ended up searching, found her profile on LinkedIn and messaged her on LinkedIn and said, Hey, we want to talk to you. So then last Thursday, I ended up interviewing her and uh, it was just, it's just cool when like the platform you have allows you to make other people feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's so when that was fun. That's when you've officially made it, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. And so then now we're interviewing, I'm interviewing on Tuesday, uh, one of the couples, because it's about three different couples. Uh, and uh, so I'm really excited about it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so I love a good rom-com. But what is your next pick? So my next choice, here's the first hard left of the podcast. Uh, this is from <laughs> 1997. And it is Scream 2. Now, I kind of picked this because, well, we got Scream 6 coming out very soon. Mm -hmm. I believe it's this coming weekend. I believe it's today if, by the mm -hmm. time that this drops. Yeah. So that's that's convenient. But I'm, I'm still recommending it anyway because I 
I watched it for my Scary Mania series last year, and I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, but I really enjoyed it. And I won't spoil anything in case you, Rachel, or if anyone listening hasn't seen it, I won't say. I haven't. I've seen the only ones I've seen are one in five. All right. I won't say a word <laughs> either way, but um, okay. but basically this picks up a couple of years after the whole stuff in Woodsboro. Uh, a movie has been based off of the book that Gail Weathers wrote. The movie's called Stab, which is just is just fantastic. It's a fantastic title. There's a great opening like in a movie theater and I won't spoil it, but it is fantastic. It's it has uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who is surprisingly relevant at around oscar season last year i can't figure out why but it would <laughs> but that particular scene was very good and really the screen movies were basically wes craven trying to tear down the genre that he built basically lampooning the slasher genre but instead he kind of did the opposite he made it popular for a while there and the mm-hmm. screen movies are still uber popular to this day, to the point where we're getting number six or number right. six. Yeah. So, and and Wes Craven's sadly no longer with us, rest in peace. But the legacy in the series still goes on. I think what I like the most about this one is just the whole, the whole thing about sequels and how they're how a lot of times they're not as good as the first. But surprisingly, I put this one on par with the first one. I think uh, it's of very similar quality. There's a very healthy mystery there that kept me intrigued. Uh, Lee of Schreiber is one of the new additions to the cast, and he stays on for a while, and I like him. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, and I believe one of his first roles shows up, and it's so weird seeing seeing him so young, but it's nice to see him, and he would go on to do great things. Laurie Metcalf is in this, and she is surprisingly really good here, too. And really, it's one of those things where I was like, all right, I think I got this figured out. But then I didn't. And and for some, I'm sure like, oh, I've figured it out. But I honestly didn't. I was like, thought it was going to go one way. But no, it went a completely different way. So props to Scream 2 for swerving me in the way that it was meant to. Overall, while the first one is obviously a classic and it is heralded by so many, I put this as in the just as good, if not better category. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. So uh, that sounds, I mean, I have heard that though, that uh, people pretty much think that all of the Scream films are decent. So that's rare. Usually there's one like terrible one in, in every franchise. So that's interesting. Well, my next pick uh, is also a, uh, I guess, a horror movie in a way. Um, it is Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Of course, this is based on the Sondheim musical. Uh, stars Johnny Depp, Lena Bonham Carter, Alan Rickman, and Slash Baron Cohen. And I think that it's a pretty good, I've only seen the play one time but i i think it's a pretty good adaptation of this of this play like the singing is not the best and so that's a criticism that you often hear about it is that the singing isn't that good but i think it's passable it's fine um i mean it's good songs uh you know it's real creepy you've got alan rickman just being like so terrible this is this judge and terrible and uh and I always love Joanna. I think that's such a beautiful song that's done well here. Uh, and 
uh, it's it's definitely I think one of Tim Burton's more palatable choices of uh, productions in the last uh, two decades. <laughs> if not the best, certainly one of the best. That's for sure. Um, so I I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, and you're not a big you're very uh you're very strict in your liking of Tim Burton. You've not been a fan mm-hmm. of his other works in the past. So by you uh recommending uh recommending this definitely says like you really like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, he is he's had a rough couple decades. Not much to recommend. I haven't seen Wednesday. I've heard it's really good, but I hated Miss Peregrine's. I thought that was t- terrible and uh and i don't know just movies like dark shadows and uh, just not good movies his his planet of the apes i actually like his dumbo more than most but it kind of hit me at the right time uh but i hate his alice in wonderland movies so much um i don't know i had i think he's had a really bad track record in the last two decades so uh this is, in my opinion, one of the most palatable of his movies. So there you go. <laughs> Miss Peregrine's, I just thought was so boring. Like nothing interesting happened. I I don't know. It was bad. But uh, what do you have? Uh, what do you have next? So my next choice is a movie from 2000 and I believe six or seven. And it's called Extraordinary Measures. And this starred, uh, this starred, Brendan Fraser and Harrison Ford and this is based on based on a true story and it tells the story of Brendan Fraser he's a father to two children who have um, a severe disability I can't I can't think of it it's I'm looking up the plot it's actually moved from 2010 so I was off with my timing there but uh it says here on Letterbox with Pompeii disease. Pompeii disease, yeah, that's the one. Basically, basically, by the time that they're ten, if a children has, if a child has it, then they die from it. However, there, there are two children that ha- there, there are two children that have it, have gone past ten and they're still alive. However, their life, their lives, both both come into jeopardy because of a rare disease. And so it's up to Fraser to contact the only doctor who has even come close to cracking this code in Roger Stone, ill played by Harrison Ford. And the movie is just very much a drama about Fraser trying to find a cure and going up against the medical establishment. It, it's definitely something you've seen before, but I I think it was just in, it was in the right mindset and time for me. I believe I went to see this with my mom. And I remember her crying, I think, because of it, because this movie's definitely a tearjerker in certain moments, because mm-hmm. you want this father to find this cure because because his kids have like they have the best spirits. They really do. And I think it's handled very well. Uh, Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford. It's it's very much like grumpy Harrison Ford. Some of his lines that they give him, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, it's funny because of just how matter-of-fact he says it, but I won't say any more from there. Overall, like I said, it's it's definitely not the best medical drama ever, but I do give it a recommendation. Cool. Good. I've never seen that one. Uh, that one. So uh, my next pick is a dark comedy, which normally I'm not that big a fan of, but this was one that I really loved, I think, for 2020. Uh, it's called Spontaneous. 
And uh, so this was one that came out during the pandemic. Uh, and it, I think it was like to laugh at this plot in this movie during 2020 was like extra cathartic because it's all about this plague, I guess, that comes on the this town where at any moment people just start exploding. Like, and so like you have to make every moment count because you literally don't know if the next minute you're going to explode and you have which is very dark but also it is kind of funny the way they the way they do it um and but it's also very tense because like again you don't know if this is the last moment you'll like spend with it with people and Catherine langford and charlie Plummer have this uh relationship and it's obviously there's a lot of trauma but also they managed to bring some laughs I don't know. It's a weird movie, but I thought it was really good. Very effective, emotional, and somehow still making you laugh at this crazy situation. And I haven't seen it since 2020, so it'd be interesting to watch it again to see how I feel. But it was definitely, like I said, very cathartic in 2020 to this, you know, with this, because that's where you kind of felt like, like at any, the way people were acting sometimes that it was like at any minute you would die. Like if you went into a movie theater or you want to, oh, you're going to die. It's <laughs> like, what? Oh no. And uh, so I, I, I really, I really loved it. And it was one of my favorites that year. And Charlie Plummer, I think is one of the best young actors that we have. I think someday we'll be seeing him on the Oscar stage. He's so talented uh and uh, you know i love lean on pete i love words on bathroom walls uh he's just a really good young actor and Catherine langford's charming as well uh, so if you want something a little bit weird a little different this is a good one i'd also put Catherine langford in that i think we'll be seeing her win an award one day because i'm i'm a big fan of hers uh she was in 13 Reasons Why, but we won't hold that against her. I thought that she was at least the best part of that. But mm -hmm. she's been in Knives Out. She's been in several movies that have gotten a lot of love. So I Yeah, Love, Simon. Yeah, Love, Simon, too. That's a very good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people should check it out. Have you heard of it, Spontaneous? I, I have not. I was oh. thinking to myself, is this pre-pandemic 2020 or post? <laughs> post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't know if it was just too close to home for some people. It just kind of, people didn't really talk about it. That's what's great about the show is that, you know, we talk about these hidden gems. But uh, but there were a few people, like I remember Austin Burke, he really liked it. Uh, there were a few other YouTubers and, that I was friends with that were kind of championing it at the time. Uh, and, uh, it, it, and I'm normally not that big of a dark comedy person, uh, but it just was like perfect fit for that moment and so well done so uh but uh but what's your next pick so my next choice we're taking things all the way back to the mid 50s and i'm talking about the original the honeymooner starring jackie gleason and art carney and i initially because i knew what this show was because i grew up watching the flintstones and the flintstones is very much like the animated in the Stone Age version of the Honeymooners, basically Fred Flintstone is uh, it, Fred Fred Flintstone is basically Jackie Gleason, like in that like in that show. So I knew of the Honeymooners from that, and I watched some of the episodes, and they're actually quite funny. I really did enjoy them. Jackie Gleason made the show basically as an homage to his childhood because 
He grew up incredibly poor. And in the words of John Panette, he grew up incredibly poor and he was and he knew about it and didn't like it. So it was very much an homage to him growing up in the poor side of Brooklyn with barely enough money to get by, not even to have like a refrigerator, like that kind of poor. And so it was very much him, like him, like running back all the things that he grew up with. And just, and of course, Jackie Gleason was a really, really good actor in his day. So was Art Carney. Those two had great chemistry together. I love the chemistry that he had with his wife, he being Jackie Gleason and his wife. That was half of the fun of the show because he would be all bluster and she would just be like, <laughs> just give him the evil eye for most of it. And just, he'd be so manic, but then at the same time, he could also be kind of sensitive. And there is just a nice dynamic between everyone involved. And and really the show is basically, basically, uh, basically, uh, uh, Ralph Cramden and Norton getting involved in these harebrained schemes and then just like finding out when they when they mess up. And so it's it's mostly to that formula, but it's all handled so well and it's still holds up to this day. It's definitely not talked about enough because, I mean, it's from the 50s, which I'm sure for some is like in the dinosaur age. But I I think it's very, very it's timeless in a lot of ways. And who stars in it again? Jackie Gleason and Art Carney. Okay. Okay. Jackie cool. Gleason would be Buford T. Justice in the Smokey and the Bandit movies. He would nearly win an Oscar for The Hustler. So he was, he had a long and lengthy career. Cool. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So that's good to hear. It holds up. Uh, cool. All right. Well, my next pick is another, I guess, little rom-com. <laughs> it's an indie called Southside with You. And this is about the the first date, the meet cute of Barack and Michelle Obama. And uh, it's it's not really that political. There's a couple conversations that they have about do the right thing. They go to see do the right thing and then they they both talk about it and but that's about it uh, as far as like talking about like politics. It's just their how they met, you know. And so if you're like, if you don't like President o and Michelle Obama, then I think you could still enjoy this film because it's just about their how they met. <laughs> like it's not, it's not like it's not a very political film. And uh, I think it's really cute and well done and. And I mean, I, I feel like we should be open to hearing the stories of people that think differently than us. Like if you're, uh, it shouldn't be like propaganda. I mean, it's just their story. So it's it's a cute little romance and it's uh, Parker Sawyer's and Tika Sumter play, uh, play the young uh, president and Michelle. Um, so I think it's cute. It's a cute little, it kind of has the feel of like a link later before movie a little bit. Uh, just kind of following them on this first date and and uh, being a fly in the wall of it. So it's it's good. I remember when this movie came out, I think it was around the same time as that awful Suicide Squad movie, not the James Gunn one, but the other one. Mm. And I remember like, because that was the time I started at my local theater working there. So I definitely remember doing. Yeah, you're right. And... That was 2016 doing theater checks and popping in on like the scene where 
where the soon to be president Obama is campaigning or not campaigning, but, you know, doing his political work. So I do mm-hmm. definitely remember that. And I, I do agree with you. I, because of our, of the times that we live in, it's like, is like both left and right is just like, oh, they're not playing for my team. Well, then they're not worth the air that's worth breathing. And it's like, no, like, like I'm a big believer in you should hear what they have to say first, then yeah. be like, all right, I don't agree with that. And especially because it's like, if they're not playing for my team, like that's even more idiotic. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, they might yeah. have a valid point. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And they might have an interesting life uh, just because they they have different views. Like their life is different, you know, like they still have, uh, still have families and, and love and like, I mean, it's ridiculous if we become too travel. And I mean, this was released in 2016. So it's kind of, that uh, was kind of ironic. Uh, without that, being... that was no accident. I know, <laughs> I know things are put on a release calendar definitely for like a reason, but that in particular, that was no accident considering <laughs> The times that it was going on, yeah, that was definitely no accident. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, I like, I thought it was, it, it was cute. I, mean, I reviewed it on my channel, and I wore my um, Mitt Romney's T-shirt. <laughs> oh, geez, I that comment section must have been fun. <laughs> Just to prove the point that somebody that obviously is is different politically than the president could still enjoy the film like that was <laughs> so there we go but anyway what is your last pick so my last choice is a show from the night from the late 80s early 90s and i've recommended the american version of this but i'm going to recommend the uk version of whose line is it anyway now if you've seen if you've seen whose line is it anyway then you will definitely know of like the concept and the rules and all of that well it's the same thing in the uk however it's like late 80s early 90s uk so a lot of that humor i'm sure for some will be like it's kind of like watching monty python's flying circus unless you're english you won't get some of the references but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's it's still colin mockery it's still uh ryan styles stephen fry is a part of the cast in some episodes and i'm a big fan of him uh Uh so it's still a very funny show like they still got scenes from scenes from a hat they still got the dating service or i believe it's called like it's called something different in this version it's like mailing service not mailing service but it's the same thing as dating service video but it's the it's just a different name and they still have props and it's still really funny so i I like both versions of who whose line is it anyway. Like if I need a quick laugh, I'll just put on like whose line is it anyway scenes from a hat and it's like bingo. Like in the yeah. American version, there's a perfect one where there's a perfect one where I grab, I can't remember which one. Oh, there it is. It's one where the where the premise is uh song is um easiest ways to get fired and then Colin uh, walks onto the set and he's like I'm a mime (laughs) it's it's funnier when he does it but yeah it's it's just amazing I famously am not much of a fan of improv but those guys are just masters they I don't know I don't know how they do it like they're incredible 
they're incredible so they 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 are funny a lot of a lot of improv can be really annoying but they are they are masters at their craft uh for sure so cool uh well my final pick is they have all of the uh Leica films on uh Pluto TV which is fun and so I decided to pick Paranorman we hadn't talked about that yet on Hidden Gems we have a whole episode of Obscure Animation on Paranorman that you should check out me and Stanford talking about it and uh, this is a really good movie. I think the 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 connection that Norman ends up making with the girl, with the witch, and they're both kind of outsiders. And I think that's really like lovely and beautiful how it's done. The animation is absolutely amazing. There's lots of really funny humor. It's definitely more for, I think, older teens and, and adults more than for kids. There's some pretty scary parts, maybe for like little, little kids, but... Uh, but uh, but it's got some representation, which is nice and done well. It's uh, it's just a really lovely little movie and a perfect movie to watch on Halloween, I think. Uh, so, and the stop, like I said, stop motion is so good. Yeah, uh, I mean, Leica has yet to miss, really, if you think about it. Like Coraline, Paranorman, Kubo, and the Two Strings. Box Trolls, I've heard mixed things about, but I don't hate it. I think it is surprisingly good. I didn't love Missing Link. Uh, most people seem to really enjoy it, but I didn't love that one. But but it's not like awful. I just didn't love it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they have had quite the track record and and they uh, they just make such beautiful stop motion animation. Like even if you don't love a particular movie, you can't deny that like the animation is just so beautiful. Yeah, and I'll never forget the teaser trailer for this movie. It's set to uh, the song "Season of the Witch." I'm I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. it's the, yeah, I can't remember who sang it, but I'm sure you know the the song, right? Right, right. Which is just considering considering who the villain is of the movie. It that whoever picked that song, I hope they got a raise. Yeah. Well, I mean, they really they make an argument for nepotism. You know, it's all been all this talk about nepotism, nepotism. But thankfully, we have nepotism, or we would not have gotten like <laughs> because uh they are owned by phil knight who is creator of head of uh nike who's who basically bought it uh so that his son travis knight could make movies <laughs> and then so uh Did that's that. i mean that's how they're able to absorb all these like they've never made a profit i don't think of any movie maybe Coraline uh made profit but uh but they just have had one disappointment after another lately so yeah it's uh all that shoe money yeah so yay nepotism Woo <laughs> <laughs> and i think we're getting another one from travis knight uh coming up this year from like yeah. travis so yeah <laughs> yeah thankfully uh <laughs> thankfully the talent uh the talent has been inherited because travis knight is a great director yeah yeah he did bumblebee and kubo oh. and yeah yeah so there we go that's my last recommendation so let us know what you have been watching on pluto tv if you found it to be helpful we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, ryan where can people find you they can find me on facebook twitter instagram and letterboxd at ryan cam 20 there's of course my youtube channel just called ryan cam uh coming up 
uh, well, by the time this drops, I'll have begun my road to John Wick 4 by reviewing the first John Wick. It's crazy to go back and rewatch that because that movie's nearly 10 years old. Like, I've never seen any of them. Well, we need to get on top. <laughs> but uh, but rewatching it was fun, and that review will be on there as well. Uh, I plan on seeing at the very least 65. I will get around to Scream if time does permit. But I do. I am morbidly curious about sixty-five to see how that uh, how that movie shakes out. I think it looks interesting. But if you have not checked me out, please do. Yeah, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, and over at Homeworkies Podcast, where I just finished up uh, on Rachel's Reviews. Finished up Jane Austen month this week, and so I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be doing for family movie night going forward uh, for the rest of March and into April, but I'll let y'all know, of course. And uh, going to have South by Southwest and and lots of fun stuff going on. So. Uh, definitely make sure you're following and uh, thanks so much everybody and uh, please like the video please subscribe to the channel and uh, if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot and uh, we'll talk to y'all later bye bye